Hi there, you are listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, where we talk about being unstoppable in your brand, business, and life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and as an entrepreneur, lawyer, course creator, and author, I understand what it takes to strive for the next level. Through 20 years of having several businesses, making a ton of mistakes, and celebrating loads of success, I love to share my secret sauce, tips, and strategies on how you too can become unstoppable. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Unstoppable podcast. I'm so glad that you are here and tuning in for another episode of the podcast. And no matter where you are tuning in from, whether it is you driving in your car or you're out for your walk or having a shower, sometimes I listen to podcasts when I'm having a shower. So you never do know exactly where people are tuning in from. So wherever you're tuning in from, I hope that you're having an awesome day and thank you so much for being here. Before we get started, I'm going to read out a lovely review. Now, this is from the Gold Coast Injury Lawyer, Anna. You can find her at Gold Coast Injury Lawyer on Instagram. She wrote this review, which is so lovely. There is always a nugget of gold here. I've been meaning to write a review for a while, but time has got away from me. I don't often make time to listen to podcasts, but whenever I listen to Carolee's, there's a nugget of gold or several that I walk away with. Her podcast is easy to listen to, practical, and inspires me to take action. I now own my very own side hustle, which Carolee inspired me to create and helped me to believe that I could achieve that goal. Thanks, Carolee. Anna Morgan at Gold Coast Injury Lawyer. She's from Evolve Legal and... You can also find her at Expert Witness Coach, which is her new business, which is an online course which teaches experts to be great witnesses. Don't you just love the world of online? There's so many amazing things that you can teach people to do. If you're an expert at something, there is a way that you can put it online and teach them how to do it. And I just love that in the legal industry, more and more people are taking the opportunity to create amazing online courses to help other people. Anyway, for today, we are talking about a topic that I talk about with some of my business friends on the regular. And so I thought that I'd bring the conversation here to the podcast because I know that this conversation will help every single one of you that is in business. And that is how do you deal with a client who complains? <laughs> now, the truth is, is that it doesn't matter what business you are in, you will still from time to time get a complaint. And the fact is that the more people you serve, the more complaints you are going to get. And it depends on the type of work that you do as well. So for me in the family law game, you know, it's inevitable that there are going to be complaints and it's how you deal with it that really counts. It's funny because as a family lawyer, you expect that there's going to be complaints and you also think, oh, it's a shame that the industry, you know, comes with that side effect. And it's because people don't want to be spending money on legal fees when they go through a divorce. They just don't. You can totally understand that. 
But you know what? I was reminded very recently that it doesn't matter what business you are in. I have got a beautiful lady who's helping me renovate my house. Now, she's a project manager and she's an interior designer and she's so clever at what she does. Like, it's amazing. Anyway, her job is beautiful. Like, it's putting together gorgeous interiors and buying gorgeous furniture and getting all the colors to work and project managing, all that sort of stuff. She gets complaints. And she's the most lovely lady, but she was saying that she had a client who was complaining. And you just think, what have you got to complain about? You're buying some gorgeous stuff. You know, it's things that you want to be spending your money on. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter what industry you are in. There's always going to be someone that complains. Unfortunately, complaining or difficult clients are part of being in business. Now, no one likes dealing with difficult clients, believe me. But the truth is, is that at some point in time, you are going to have to deal with either a difficult or a complaining client. And on occasion, it's going to be because your service could have been better. We're not perfect and we all live and learn, especially when we're growing a business. And other times, it's not going to be your fault or the fault of anyone in your business at all. The fact is, is that there's a percentage of people, I always say this, there's a percentage of people that just complain. (laughs) And usually it's the same percentage. Clients of all kinds are bound to share a complaint with your business one day. So it's better that you are prepared now so that when it does happen, it's not going to ruin your day or your week or worse, your month. Believe me, I've got a really good friend of mine who's in her own business and for her, she finds it really, really hard and it ruins her week or her month. But I'm going to share with you today the best way to deal with complaints in a graceful way and how you can be really successful at it so that you can learn and move forward. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Four Agreements. I love that book. If you haven't read it, go and grab a copy. But one of the agreements is to never take anything personally. So this is an agreement you're meant to make with yourself, to never take anything personally. And this means don't take any negative things personally, but also don't take positive things personally either. So it's both aspects. The first thing that's so important about a complaint or a client that's complaining is not to take it personally. So we've got to learn to put our emotions aside and know that it's not about you personally. It's not a personal attack about you. Now, I'm not saying in any way that it doesn't sometimes feel like it because it can feel personal. And you know what? Sometimes the complaining client is the one you have bent over backwards for. (laughs) Why is that? and you've poured your heart and soul into serving someone the best that you can, and then they turn around and complain that it's not good enough. But we do have to put our emotions aside. Remember, this is business. It's not personal. And no matter where the complaint is coming from, whether it's a genuine complaint because there's been a mistake made or whether it is because they are just complaining because they're going to complain regardless, The best way is to calmly listen to what they're saying and then calmly reply and respond in a way that's not going to exacerbate the complaint. We don't want to do that, right? 
So how you respond is really, really important. So I'm going to walk you through that right now. So number one is to avoid challenging their complaint. So what I mean by that is that when someone makes a complaint or you get in an argument with someone, say, in your own relationship, the natural thing that we do is we get on the defense, But that's going to lead to you challenging their complaint and being defensive. And it really doesn't help. So we don't want to be telling the customer that they are wrong. We might not agree with them, but challenging the complaint is not going to help. So instead of challenging their complaint or being defensive, listen to the complaint carefully and listen to what they're saying. And I dare say, even thank them for letting you know. Because do you know what? A lot of times, and I'm probably guilty of this, when we're not happy with a service, instead of letting the owner know or the business owner know that you haven't been happy or that you're thinking about moving on because of whatever reason, what we do is we just sneak off and we never ever let people know. And when people don't know how their business is going, it's hard for them to make changes. And some people actually genuinely want to know what is happening in their business so that they're able to up-level and make things better. So be grateful that a client has enough courage and also time to come and speak to you about a complaint and don't feel like it's all negative because it's definitely not. You can grow from this, right? The other thing with just listening to what your client is saying Sometimes when a client is complaining, all they actually want is someone to vent to and they want to be heard. They don't want anything more than that. And so sometimes if you are able to really listen to what they're saying and you don't need to problem solve anything necessarily, but just hear them out, it's enough to actually diffuse the entire situation and let them feel heard. So back to thanking your customer or client, the old saying, kill them with kindness could not be more true in situations when clients are complaining. And I'm not talking about smiling and pretending to care, but genuinely letting them know that you are grateful that they're sharing their complaint or concern with you. Because like I said before, this can actually help you grow your business and it can help you improve your team and it can help you improve your processes. And it's so much better than a client going off and complaining to the rest of the world behind your back without you knowing. So gratitude required, definitely. Next up, when you get a complaining client is acknowledging what they've said. So not just listening to them and their complaint. It's not going to be your ideal situation. I 100% get that. But honestly, when you listen and you acknowledge, you will be so surprised with the response. So on occasion in our firm, of course, we get a complaint. We are not immune. We are not perfect. And we do work in a very tough industry where it's very hard to sometimes to meet clients' expectations and we don't have control over everything, as you well know. When I've experienced someone being unhappy and complaining, when I've listened and then acknowledged what they've said, 
it's actually incredible how everything tones down. Because when some people come to you to complain, they really come with their boxing gloves on ready for a fight because that's the reaction that they're expecting because they might have complained in the past and that's the kind of reaction that they've got. But if you are able to listen to them and acknowledge what they're saying, sometimes it's actually enough that they have felt heard and acknowledged. Next up, when dealing with a complaint, it's really important that we are able to be flexible and not be really rigid when we find ourselves in this situation. Now, your client may not want a resolution. They might just be looking for an air and they just want to be heard. But if they do want a resolution, you need to be flexible to help them to find a solution that they are happy with. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean giving them a discount because often, especially in legal services, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for a discount. Sometimes it might be doing that, but other times it might be giving them a different service provider. If they're not happy with their particular service provider, it might be that you need to oversee the work more regularly. It might be that they're someone who just really likes to have face-to-face Meeting. So maybe you need to arrange more frequent face-to-face meetings. And in a world through COVID and where a lot of us are working from home or remotely or online now, you know, maybe it might be a Zoom meeting, for example. So there's lots of things that you can do to help the client out, but be really flexible around that and ask your client if that solution would suit them and get them to agree to a solution So get creative with that solution and be flexible around that and see if you can get your client on board. Now, next up, I want to talk about making sure your client knows what you are saying and hears what you are saying. So sometimes when offering a resolution or identifying what you can or cannot do to accommodate your client, you might need to ask if that solution accommodates them or if they understand what the solution is and make sure that they're happy with that. Now, you've got to do this, of course, in a non-demeaning way, but rather state your intent. And then if you really aren't sure that they are understanding, the best way then is to follow up the discussion with an email. So respond an email afterwards saying, uh, this is what we discussed on the phone and just quickly pop it in an email in a really easy way, like bullet points or something like that. Now, lastly, and this is really hard (laughs) for a lot of us, but do offer an apology with gratitude. Now, the thing about offering an apology is that you don't have to say that you've made an error. So for example, a client might say, I feel that I haven't been looked after, for example. So you can genuinely be sorry that they feel that way about your service because of course you are sorry that they feel that way about your service. It doesn't mean that you have not looked after them properly or that you are going to be saying that you haven't looked after them properly. The reality is is that you will know and should acknowledge whether there has been a good job done or not. And if there has been a mistake made, apologize for it. If there hasn't been a mistake made and the client is simply complaining, 
it is okay to acknowledge that you are sorry that they feel disappointed, that you are sorry that they feel inconvenienced or that they are upset or things aren't going for them in a way that they had hoped. Again, it's just acknowledging that you have heard them, that you have listened and that you are prepared to offer an apology for the mistakes that have been made or for the way that they're feeling about your service. Now, after you've had these conversations, like I said before, it is important that you put it in a a dot point form in an email just to follow up what you've actually said and then also go that step further and a few days later or whenever it's convenient in terms of your service and business, follow the customer or client up and check in with them to see how they are going and if there's anything else they'd like to discuss with you. This will make them feel appreciated and it will make them know that they are an important client to you because let's face it, all of our clients are important to us because they're the lifeblood of our business. We would not have a business if we didn't have clients. So we do want to make sure that we're looking after them. Now, lastly, it's important that you move on. Don't dwell on any complaints that you have had because what that does is it takes time away from your business and it takes time away from what is most important to running and growing your business and all the things that you do. Clients that complain can really take a lot of time out of your day and it's not just your day that gets interrupted, but it's also your team not to mention other clients because your time is being taken up by dealing with a complaint. And depending on how you deal with it and depending on how fast you move on from it depends on how long this process is going to take and how many brain calories it is going to take to move past the point of the complaint. In my own business, when we've had complaints, especially the ones that feel so unjustified where you have done all the things you have bent over backwards for this person and walked across hot coals to get them a result and help them out and then they turn around and complain or they don't want to pay their bill. What I've found that happens is that then not only do I use a lot of energy and time on dealing with the complaint itself, but also afterwards you spend a lot of time maybe with the team members discussing the complaint, feeling unjustified, you know, and it sucks up all this energy and you sort of think, oh, geez, you know, I'm now standing around talking about it and we've talked about it for another 30 minutes and that's another 30 minutes that that person's kind of taken from us. But it's not the person taking it from us, of course. It's us because we're dwelling on it and we're not moving on fast enough. So the key is that if you have a structure on how you're going to deal and navigate with a client complaint seamlessly and professionally, you move through that complaint as fast as you possibly can and you do all the right things as we've discussed, then you are able to move through it much more efficiently. So I hope that that really helps you today with a few tips on how to deal with a complaining client and how to really not take it personally and move through it as fast as you can. It makes life so much more streamlined and simple when you can do that and you learn how to do that because then you can run your business 
You can go home at night without stewing on things and, you know, not sleeping and all of that kind of stress that comes with some of these client complaints. It really does help you to make life a whole lot easier. I hope that's really helped today. If you would love to know more about what happens inside my program, the Scalable Business Society, please uh, DM me on carolee.fontanelli on Instagram or Facebook and I will send you a link to my workshop. For now, I hope that you have a fabulous week and until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast brought to you by my personal brand, Freebies, which you can find at caroliefontanelli.com. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave me a review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for Carolee Fontanelli. Until next time, remember, if you believe in yourself, you will be unstoppable.